Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. It's time for another chit chat. Oh my gosh, it's the fifth one. <laughs> Cue music. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host who's mostly hanging in there, Phil. <laughs> and I'm your host with the sick kitty cat, Senda. Yeah, it's, um, uh, we're not going to talk too much about that for the show, but yeah. emotionally it's been kind of a roller coaster, um, over the last couple days, but uh, we're here. We're here. What 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 we can say is like there's a lot of life stuff continuing to happen, and as a result of that, this show will continue to be one of our chit chat shows instead of one of our regular shows. So if this is the first pandas show that you have ever listened to, and you want a sample of what our podcast usually sounds like. I would recommend jumping back to our last uh, standard episode, which was getting to know you, um, where we actually do things like edit out ums, ahs, and outtakes, where we actually like have notes and plan what we're going to talk about. This show is not that show. No. Uh, tonight, this is another chit-chat episode. Um, in order to take it easy on ourselves uh, during this uh, during this pandemic and lockdown, uh, we have uh, you know removed all the safeties from the show. Yes. <laughs> we have no uh, we have no script. We have no editing. Just two hosts, uh, gonna wing it. Uh, but what we'd like to do in the chit chat episode is talk about things that are giving us life. Uh, once again, a uh, hat tip to the gauntlet community who uh where i heard that um phrase coined for the first time um and we're we always do what's giving us life in gaming and then um we're going to return to a uh favorite uh, <laughs> during this pandemic which is what is giving us life in the kitchen right we just keep seem to keep returning to that but you know well, we seem to be cooking a lot of good stuff you know so. it's like that it, what do you do <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it is exactly like that. So yeah. um, let's start it off. And uh, why don't you tell me about something that's giving you life in gaming? Well, so this is interesting, partially because uh, the way that my life works, I have a regular every other Thursday game group. So this was the off week, right, for my Thursday. But having said that... Uh, I sat down with Andy last night and we recorded uh, the next show for She's a Super Geek. So you will be able to hear the game that I am talking about actually before this show drops because it's going to drop tomorrow, which will have been last Tuesday when you hear this audio, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Chrissy Crossy Timey Wimey podcasting time travel nonsense. Um, anyway, so uh, we played, we played, couldn't stand, uh-oh. Oh no, I've forgotten the name of the game. <laughs> there is no editing. <laughs> I know, right? Whatever I say is just going to go. Um, it's couldn't stand still if you tried, which um, when you read the game description sounds very pensive. And then when you actually play the game is like 
it turned into some pretty cool, like, space scavenging cowboy pirate style stuff. And it was very epic. And I really enjoyed it a lot. And the the cool thing that I wanted to specifically bring up about it. So this is a, it's a, a remote, um, I'm, I'm reluctant to call it an epistolatory game. It's not really letter writing. It is a simultaneous message writing game meant to be played by two to six players who are remote from each other, right? So you can mm. play it in Discord. You can play it, you know, um, email, what, whatever you want to do, right? Um, and it's great. But the, the thing that you do while you play it is that it has a specific soundtrack. So you go to this Bandcamp page with the soundtrack, and it's a good soundtrack. It was awesome. I was like, oh, I never knew this existed. That's cool. But you go to this Bandcamp page with a soundtrack that has like cool, spacey, like metal grindy sounds, and then also awesome guitar riffs, right? And you start the soundtrack, and then the soundtrack is not just background, it is both an interactive element of the game in that you have, um, you are actually instructed to react in specific ways when you hear specific kinds of sounds. Like when you hear the sound of space debris screeching across your hull, freeze and wait till it passes, right? Like you have to stop writing and wait to make sure your ship makes it through, which is a really cool experience to be like, oh God, I can hear the metal scraping on my ship. <laughs> right? Like, ah! So that's neat. And then... Um, add on to that, the way that it works is that this album has eight songs. So you write eight missives, messages. Um, and each one of them, you have the amount of time that that song lasts to write the message. If you're not done writing, when the next song starts, you just send whatever you have. And that's as oh, much of the, it's whatever you finished writing is as much as got through before, like, the line was interfered with, right? Oh. So that, it's just cool, right? Like, so it functions both as, like, an atmospheric thing that you have to react to, and then also as the functional timer to add urgency to you, like, trying to write these messages really fast. Because the songs range from, like, one to four minutes long. And four minutes is plenty of time to write a couple of paragraphs and, like, get some, like, story stuff going. But one minute is hard. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt. Right? So, and then you're reading what the other people wrote and interacting with it. So the really interesting thing that I wanted to take from that, that was like the giving me life moment in gaming, is like we, we've talked about sound and music as like background or inspiration, like atmospheric stuff for your game. And this soundtrack certainly is that for this game also. But what's really cool about it is the way that it is also mechanically involved in the game, which is not something that I have experienced in a lot of role-playing games in terms of, like, here's the soundtrack, now mechanically react to it, right? Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Which I think is I think is very cool. I have a, um, a similar experience in a very different um, game, and it was more of a house rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but also utilized music. So... Uh, back in the 90s, uh, I ran a D20 modern campaign uh, called uh, Heist, which was about a group of thieves in Las Vegas, which was very end of the 90s, um, early 2000s, end of the 90s. It was very much an end of the 90s game, um, Ocean's Eleven-esque kind of game. Yeah. And um, one of the players in the group 
uh, Sean Gilgore from our uh, mm-hmm. from our chat room. Surprise, and, surprise! He's very tall. Yep, yep. yep. Um, <laughs> Sean made uh, soundtracks for every player in the game. Like he made a disc that was a full disc of music. For everybody's character with one song that was kind of like the quintessential song for your character. Yes. And uh, what we would do is we would use those soundtracks as our background music when we played. And now I'm going to date myself here. (laughs) My stereo Mm -hmm. had a multi-disc changer. Nice. Yep. So... We would load all the character discs in and then put it on shuffle. Yep. And the rule was that if if you made a roll and one of your songs was playing playing in the background, you got like a plus two bonus to your roll. (laughs) Right? Like it wasn't anything too serious, but it was just... It was just there. It was a thing of like, well... If you're up and you're doing your thing and it's your song in the background. I mean, like I, that's- I think I've talked about this before. Like, I have had this amazing magical moment at the end of my last Tells from the Loop game where, like, Quincy just leaned down and started playing the songs that we'd chosen for our characters at the very beginning yep. of the game during our last scenes. And it was, like, amazing because they were all perfect. Um, yep. So, like, you know, that kind of stuff has happened to me. But, um, yeah, this was definitely, it was a unique experience because, and I I think it was actually helped in that because it's a writing game, you're sitting there specifically listening to the music while you write. You're not talking, you're not having a conversation over it and, like, maybe picking up on, like, some of the sound effects or something. You're sitting there quiet. And then suddenly there's screechy metal and you go, oh, is my ship going to make it? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it the 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 uh, music is mechanized because there's mechanics around it. Yeah. Um, but it is also performing a narrative function. Yes. Like very so much. So it is in a way. It is behaving almost like a GM. A little bit. Um, it's definitely inspirational and not specific. And you and you roll dice to kind of see what the um gist of your message will be. Like what happened to you. Um. And there's all sorts of fun things in there. But about. it also opens and closes the scene. It does. It opens and closes the scene. Yeah. So and it, it gives you an atmosphere and it tends to influence how you're writing, like the feeling of the song, right? Yeah. So it actually has some um it actually has some GM like qualities, right? Some narrative I shouldn't say GM. It has yeah. some narrative control qualities, right? Yes. So it it is it is opening and closing scenes. It is providing um prompts for like you know there are mechanisms At- around its narrative yeah. yeah 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 so interesting yeah. it's super cool it was it was very fun it, and it it means that the game plays pretty quickly because it's not a super long album it's eight songs sure. so it the game plays for the length of the album and then you're yeah, done as, a, as opposed to like metallica's and justice for all <laughs> where like the average song is like 11 minutes on the good album. heavens well i could write a novel apparently to that <laughs> one if i could think right. of enough ideas yeesh yeah i mean yeah i've been really into i've fallen off my podcast train a little bit because i've been very into music right now in the pandemic land I don't, it's just doing my brain better happy things even though there are podcasts i'm sad i'm not caught up on anymore um but you know so this game 
I didn't even know when we downloaded it that that's how it worked, but it like totally tickled all of the sweet spots in that. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Nice. Damn it. It's super cool. That's awesome. It was good. Anyway, what's giving you life in gaming? So uh, I was playing um, Sneezak's um, Call of Cthulhu um, Wild West game. Yeah, yeah. And um, we uh, we were in the middle of a um, zombie attack. I shouldn't say in the middle. <laughs> That's the the focus of the uh, the session that night was like the, all of a sudden these zombies um, started coming after us and everyone in the town, and so. There was just it, the bulk of the uh, online session because we were playing for like about two hours was uh, a rolling gun fight. Um, one, I was like up on the mesa, so I had to like get back to town. Um, and then when I got to town, like Jerry was in the um, sheriff's office that was like being attacked by zombies, so like I had to like help shoot those you know out of the way or whatever. So the thing about it um, was like. It was fine. We had the combat, you know, killed a lot of zombies. Things died down. Yeah. Zombies and, all around me. I'll be hacking them all up. Right. Hacking them all up when there's zombies Roll all around D6. me. I'll be hacking them all up. Okay. You got the wrong tone. Right words. Wrong, wrong, wrong melody. For no, that. it's right. That's what they sing. In okay, the basement anyway, gonna... rolling dice. I'm a wizard. Yeah. There you go. When we... This is not getting good. <laughs> all right. Um, we put the outtakes in the show for these shows. We fold them in. We gently. just fold them in gently, like waffles. We'll get yeah. to the waffles. Don't you don't want to? You don't want to? Um, you don't want to over mix it, but right. you do want to fold them in gently. Fold them in gently yeah. so that they're incorporated, just incorporated yes. in the batter. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep talking now. All right, you keep going. <laughs> so after the zombie attack. Uh, the whole purpose we were there was to capture this guy and bring him in for a bounty. And we had him, right? He was in the jail. So we did all that. And we're like, cool, we should just get out of here. Like, yeah, the dead are walking through the streets. I don't see. Run. A, right. I don't see a good reason <laughs> for us to stay. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, we start we start doing stuff and planning stuff to like to just bug out of town and. You know, Chris is doing his part as the GM, like throwing some complications in the way of this. And it becomes clear at a meta level, like we're not supposed to leave. Like the adventure needs you to stay. But they didn't give you a reason to stay. But they don't really make it very compelling for why you should. Right. (laughs) And this is the piece I want to talk about, which is when we play role playing games, um, It is not a, and I'm going to just do this off the top of my head. When you are a player in a role-playing game, you are not there to sit passively and be fed, you know, by the mama bird GM who's going to, you know, put food in your mouth in terms of story and plot, right? It is more like, it is more like a ballroom dance where um, both partners are like pushing and pulling on each other and kind of guiding each other across the floor. I feel like by I wrote the way, a article about this. <laughs> by the way, I have a C in ballroom dancing at the university level at the actual 200 dance class um, level. I'm impressed. I got an A, but I remember none of it. Right. 
Um, I was also a giant <laughs> science nerd, which is not, you know, which you should not have to take performance art, but I did. Well, you have to take um, some sort of PE. So I took ballroom oh, dancing. I So yours was a PE thing. <laughs> Mine was a performance art oh. and was taken through the dance Department. Oh, yours might have been like true, real then, because mine. My, I mean, I took plenty of performance. Like I had to Half, take all the. Yes, I, all I had to take theater. all the intro acting stuff, and I didn't want to. Half of my class were actual dance majors. Oh boy! Half of the class was not. Oh, and then you're like, "Well, this is intimidating." <laughs> yeah, this is some hard shit. Anyway, point is, <laughs> when we are playing a role playing game, it is more like a ballroom dance where we are. Um, we are pushing and pulling against one another and following leads, right? So in many cases, we are not the lead, right? The GM is the lead who is guiding us. And I, you know, um, again, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm male. I wound up leading a lot. That was not a requirement in my ballroom dance class, but I did actually wind up leading a lot. Um, so it is like the hand on the back that gently pulls you closer or, you know, moves you in the direction you need to go. Um, it occurs to me as we're playing the game, as I'm watching Sneezak working, that I'm like, okay, we need to stay here. So just, right? can I interject one thing? Because this is sure. my understanding. This is a pre pre-written adventure oh yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, this is a pre-written is a, adventure this is like he didn't have he didn't sit down and like write hooks no, to no, keep no, you no. in town which is the kind of stuff that we would usually start talking about to resolve this sort of thing yeah no no no, no. this was um this was a pre-written adventure and you know you need to go to certain places before the end of the adventure kind of thing um but we had like met our main we had met the objective to get us there yeah and it was like I guess maybe on one level that, like, I guess on one level in a Call of Cthulhu game, it might be, like, something weird's going on, we should investigate. Right, but it's also, like, something weird's going on, run away! (laughs) Yeah, like, something weird's going on, let's get the F out of here. (laughs) So, sensing that Sneezak needed us to stay, rather than put him through the ringer. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I did my part as a player to be like, okay... Like, we need to stay here. Let's work that back into the story. So, in this case, the guy we had captured after the zombie attack was like, look, my family up on the Mesa, like, I'm worried about them. And we had encountered them previously, and they were very nice, and this guy surrendered without a fight kind of thing. So, I was like, all right, look, before we bug out of town, we'll go check on your kin. Right? Like, we'll just go up there. Um, which was exactly what Sneezak needed because that, that when we got to that scene, right. it sets up the like it sets up the conclusion of where you know what we're gonna play in the next um Right. So now now you're not leaving town. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so the point is that as a good player, right, you need to be working with your GM, whether it is just having a talk at the meta level or whether it's successfully reading your GM. Now, in the case of Chris, I have gamed with him for many, many years. So 
I kind of like I I can read him and I can read what's happening in the situation, right? Because as we're starting to come up with ideas, we're running into roadblocks. Like we're like, oh, we should go get the stagecoach, and it's tipped over on its side, right? And the axle's broken, and it's like, okay, it's okay, this is I, you're finding the walls of the box canyon. Is yeah. what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like you're finding like so rather than fight that, yeah, right? Follow, because, just follow. Yeah, well, rather than fight that, your job as a player is to play through the story. And I'm, you know, look, if the story's on rails and you signed up for it, ride the rails. And if it's whatever else, like, engage in the dance, right? Don't try to also lead, yeah. right? The, the the plot is going in a place, especially when it's a... Um, when it's a published adventure, the GM is, you know, the GM is basically steering it as best as they can. Yep. But learn to read the story, learn to read the game master and like do the game master a favor, like lean into it. Yeah. Make their so, lives easier. We appreciate it a lot when you do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and don't do it and don't do it out of like, out of like, Pity? like you gave up. <laughs> Like, I came up with a reason, right? right? So when he was like, you know, what about, you know, my brother and his wife? And I was like, you know what? They were very decent folk. Like, they were they were decent to us. And, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll go check on them before we leave town. Like, I was still like, okay, we're going to, like, we're still, quote, quote leave leaving in town. town. Yeah. But, but you're, you're you going to go invest yourself in a scene that will give everybody the opportunity to, you know, get pulled back in before you leave. Unquote. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, and, and, and it wasn't hard to recognize. And I, you know, like I remember from the 80s being a jerk and like the GM being like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, you're going to the dungeon outside of town. Well, we don't want to go out of town. We're just going to stay in town and like, you know, be assholes or whatever. Right. And like, you're like why are you playing this game? <laughs> right. So, you know, this game's a horror game, right? It's a horror mystery game. Um, which also means that you don't always make the best decisions, right? Like, <laughs> should the players have just left town? Yes. Yes, yes they right? absolutely like, should have. Should have just fixed the stagecoach, gotten in and been like, two middle fingers, <laughs> roll out of this town. See you later, Zombieville, right? Never to speak of it again. Yep. But no, no. But no, like, you stayed. No, no. Like, take the hook, mm -hmm. right? Like, We've talked the, about clearly, this before. Right. Feel where the story needs to go and and paddle with the current. Yeah. I think is maybe as I made like a hundred analogies in this discussion, right? Maybe the last <laughs> part of it is like just paddle with the current. Yeah, don't fight the story's it. got a place to go. Your job is to go with it and make the trip interesting. Yeah. So that that's that's what gave that that was what was giving me life. Like it was just a little moment where um I think Chris was worried about like how are, how like how are we getting to the final scene <laughs> yeah. of this? How do I keep them in town to get to the final scene of this? Right, and yeah. you know, and the other thing that that was I think an uphill challenge was like when we made our characters, um, none of them had any real experience with the supernatural. So it's not like, oh, there were zombies. We should probably investigate this, right? right. It was more like the dead are walking in this town. Get this town is damned. Out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This town is damned by God. We need to leave, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
which, you know, is also its own challenge, right? Because I, I all I did was I made this like ex-Civil War soldier who um, realized that he couldn't um, fit into society anymore. So he just became a mountain man and he moved to Colorado and he lived on Castle Mountain, right? Um, and and then he had a friend that like he visited, right? Like that's he, they, like, you know, who got married and everything else. So like when the dead start walking, like, like you're this, going this back guy. up to the mountains. They're like, bye. Right. I don't need any of you. I'll be fine. I know how to feed right. myself. Right. This guy's like, all right, we got to just get out of here, right? <laughs> like, I got a gun, and I killed a couple of them. I think I could kill a couple more, but we got to go. Yeah, like, <laughs> so I got a cabin. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a cabin. I got a mountain. Like, I don't have to see anyone. Like Ever again. I'm not going to be okay for a while, right? Yeah. Like, I suffered a lot of sanity loss. Like, um, yeah, so the, um, again, paddle with the current. Yeah. Um, you're Probably. playing with the GM, not against the GM. Yeah. If I remember, I'll even put the link to that Gnome Stew article in the show notes, but I'll probably forget because I just realized there was probably stuff I should have put in last week's show notes that I did not. It's fair. You know what? You can go to you can go to Gnome Stew and just Google it. It's true. You just you look up um proactive versus reactive gaming is the article. There it is. And it's got cool, dancers cool. as the big picture on the front. There you go. That Alrighty. the gesture that no one could see except for Phil is definitely not what the dancers are doing. <laughs> I have a sea in ballroom dancing, and that is definitely not the Walk like not an a, Egyptian. <laughs> I'm amazed you even know that. Did they did you guys do that in like preschool or something? <laughs> what? No. I know it from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just gonna lay down now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down. Or was it Muppets? I'm pretty sure it was Sesame Street. Oh my goodness! Like you know that was an actual song and a thing in the '80s, right? Yeah. Like I know that okay. now. Yeah. Wait, wait. You know that now, or you know you knew that like a few minutes ago? No, I knew it before you said it to me. Okay. <laughs> I saw it on Sesame Street. Oh my god. I saw it on MTV <laughs> when they played videos, <laughs> when it was music television. If we were editing, I would stop us and I would go find the Sesame Street one because it was great. But I ended up doing that in front of like, for like a year, all the pictures that my parents have of me are like ducks. Anyway. Okay. Well, now. <laughs> Now that we've reaffirmed just how old I am. Oh, boy. <laughs> what's giving you life in the kitchen? Well, let's see. So I'll say two things. Because part of part of what we end up talking about when we do what's giving you life in the kitchen is what new recipe did you try this week? And the new recipe that I tried this week was waffles. Um, which is not that I haven't made waffles before. I have a family I waffle recipe. And not that you haven't waffled many other things. I've indeed, waffled many other the things. The falafel waffle. Waffle waffles. <laughs> yeah. Falafel waffle 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 waffles. They're great. Um, and also tater tots. And also rice. And all sorts of stuff. Anyway, yes. Um, 
But so I have a family waffle recipe, which I like, and it's very tasty. And but I don't make it very often because you do have to beat the egg whites, right? And then you have to fold them in just like the outtakes are folded into this show. So you're bringing it back around now. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I know. Of course you did. <laughs> Smart man. Anyway, so you have to fold the egg whites in to make it all battery, fluffy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, so it's like a multi-bowl long process where either I have to pull out the giant stand mixer because that's the only mixer I have right now or what I usually do is stand there and beat the egg whites by hand for like 10 minutes like and then like that was my arm workout for the day um so I don't make waffles super often because it's like a process right Sure. So I'm reading through Bon Appetit because that is apparently where I'm getting all of my new recipes right now. And I'm just going to say they're killing it because it's all stuff that I just have in my cabinet. And when we talk about like new recipes and like stay at home cooking when you're trying not to go out more than necessary during stay at home orders, although we're not officially under stay at home orders anymore, we're under quote safer at home. But, you know, like that. Um like it's just anyway they're doing a great job and i'm like super excited that i keep trying things from there but anyway so there was this waffle recipe in the may issue of bon appetit and it doesn't have you separate the egg and i was like qua i am not from your country um and then i was like but it's bon appetit and they have not steered me wrong yet Mm -hmm. everything that i have done has been very successful so i was like okay I'm going to try this waffle recipe. So I tried it. So it's, it's it's a whole bunch of things that should not generate a fluffy waffle when you just look at it on paper. It's whole wheat flour, um, instant oats, um, mm. yogurt, an egg, and uh, boy, I tossed in a tablespoon of sugar and some vanilla because they leave it so that you can go either way with it as a clean palate if you want to go savory or sweet. Since I knew I was going sweet, sure, sure. I went traditional waffle added sugar and vanilla, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mix it all together and it turns into this like fluffy, it's not even batter. It doesn't pour. It's just like floof. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. It's like half yogurt. And so I like spread it around on my waffle iron and I closed it up and I cooked it and then I pulled it out and then I ate it. And I was like, oh my God, it's so fluffy. So it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, and, and so apparently it's this fantastic waffle recipe where you don't have to beat the egg white and it's made out of all sorts of things that kind of make you be able to pretend that it's sort of healthy because it's whole wheat flour. There's no white flour in it and like coats and stuff. And you're like, look, it's so much healthier, but I mean, it'll stick in your stomach a bit longer, which is nice. Um, but it makes making waffles as easy as making pancakes. Uh, yeah, you're going to get mad at me because I often just take Bisquick and make waffles no, from No, but that's not a waffle. <laughs> well, that's they a, alter the recipe. You just put like a little more oil in it or something. That's, a, make waffle that's a pancake that you put in a waffle iron. Uh, yeah, totally did that. Totally works. Anyway, but I like that. I mean, this sounds interesting, right? Like it's... <laughs> I, I will I'm have to judging, try like I'm I will judging try, your like, waffles right now. I'm judging them. You should because I just now I will say that I also have waffle mix. Um, oh, I forget the name of the brand, but I have like specific waffle mix um, in my uh, pantry that I picked up at um, like during the first week of quarantine, just in case I needed to make some waffles or something. Waffle mix. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a mix. Do you? What do they? How do? They, Stop! Don't. <laughs> Just don't. 
It's fine. It's a waffle mix. You're a snob. It's all right. <laughs> you still have to separate the eggs. I, I, I'm pretty sure you don't. <laughs> pretty sure you just, you know, pretty sure you just crack some eggs in there. I don't understand what's doing right away. Anyway. 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 So, yeah, this this waffle recipe is great. I had another one for breakfast this morning because it made four. Um, nice. And, uh, and it was great. And it does, it, they do stick with you longer. Like, my, my, my family traditional waffles... Um, are very light and airy. And if I really wanted to make a meal out of just waffles, I could probably eat like three of them, right? Like, rom. Right. And then still be hungry an hour later. Um, these Sounds ones, delicious. These ones are very, they're still fluffy, but like, um, especially with a little bit of protein on the side, like they lasted me fine through the day as brunch. I was not nice. a problem. So I was like, that's cool. I'm a fan. So, uh, oh, I have another one. But do you want to talk first and I'll talk about it after? Or do you want me to talk about it now and then you can talk about yours? No, you should save it. Don't talk about two of them. But then it won't be this week anymore. Whatever. It'll still have given you life. <laughs> okay. What if you don't have anything next week? You think I'm not making things between this week and next week? I'm just saying. Oh. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing that I made that was a new recipe this last week is the thing you're going to talk about. Yes, so there. I, did, I, I also it. made that. <laughs> yes, you also made it, and then I made it after you, which is what I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you talk about is, it now. <laughs> um, I uh, also used a Bon Appetit recipe and made uh, scallion pancakes. Yeah, I think that was the um, April issue. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been very into, during this pandemic, doing a lot of Asian-themed um, recipes, and um, this, I love scallion pancakes, like, for takeout but not every place does them. So um, when you popped up a recipe for it, like I read through the recipe and I was like, this is very doable. Right. Like this is, this recipe is, this recipe is very straightforward, very doable. I'm but I was like, they're killing this, it. They're killing it. Yes. And I was like, but this won't be enough. No. I'm going to need pot stickers. Yes. Right. Like, um, but I had never, like I had never, I wasn't going to make pot stickers. Cause I was like, I'm going to make the pancakes. I don't have enough time to make pot stickers, yeah. which sounds really interesting, but I'm not doing that. So I'll just get frozen ones. Wegmans makes them. Um, so I was like, I went through the recipe um, and I was, I was, I'm, I decided I was like, I'm going to make this for Sunday brunch. I'm going to make myself um, scallion pancakes. I'm going to make myself pot stickers. This is going to be like my main meal for the day. And then I'll eat some dinner. Yeah. So um, I take a look at the, uh, I take a look at the, instructions for heating up the pot stickers and i'm kind of like laying out in my head like how i want to you know like i'm going to do this i'm going to do the pancakes first then i'll do the pot stickers whatever whatever so um i was like you know i kind of like look at the way they want to cook them and i'm like yeah it looks all right i'm like i don't know let me just go check on the internet i'm like yes. best way to cook frozen pot stickers yes of course right I, I google it and immediately find like two blog pages that have slightly different uh, ways to slightly different way to make them, which is actually the way you make them. Yeah. So anyway, so I whip up the pancakes, which was great. Cause I like pour the first pancake and then take it off the uh, pan and I put the other two on and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to taste one of these right oh, now. They're so good. Right. Um, yeah. And the chili, the, the chili sauce was good. I, um, I think I was a little heavy on the chili oil. Yeah. Um, so when I first mixed it, I didn't mix it nearly enough because it wasn't emulsified. So like it was like chili oil and, and then the like, soy. Chili oil. So I just took that and dumped it in a Tupperware container <laughs> and then shook the shit out of it like a like a um uh like a salad dressing. Yeah. 
that helped immensely. Um, so anyway, I'm eating my one scallion pancake while cooking the other ones. And I'm like, oh, these are good. Yeah, like really These, are, good, these right? are really good. Um, <laughs> they're chewy. Uh-huh. Um, I had, I had, um, I had cut up the correct amount of scallions. So like they were all very oniony. Um, Did you get them crispy? Cause I didn't. Oh yeah. yeah no, I, I, I got some of mine were slightly floppy and some of mine were crispy and the crispy ones were like killer. Oh no, I I I um I was using a sufficient high heat and then I was um I was putting them on um waiting till they kind of released from the pan, flipped them, pressed down because yeah, yep. that's what They're they like, said. Press like, down, press, press down. down. Yep. And then I like kept flipping them and flipping them and flipping them and just keeping them going until I liked the color on them. Yeah. And then took them off. So then I did the pot stickers, which is that you fry them first, frozen, yep. right from the bag, yep, yep, frozen yep. onto brown them up brown them up pour a little water in cover it Mm -hmm. and steamed them through i sat down had my uh i had my sauce yep i put the pot stickers in the middle (laughs) i put my scallion pancakes around delicious glass of water delicious Mm. it was good i'm gonna tell you no shame here i ate everything that's fine I, that recipe didn't make a ton. It doesn't make. I was, it doesn't make I, a, an exceedingly large amount. No. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, there are going to be no survivors today. <laughs> like, and and the and the Wegman's pot stickers come in a small box, so oh, was it, it's not like a big bag or anything. The, it's like a small little box. Oh, I was going to say, was the amount on your plate like the total sum of how many pot stickers they gave you? Uh, from the picture you saw, yeah. no. Oh, okay. there was another. Okay. <laughs> there was more in the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, what? No, 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 I plated it for effect, right? So the one, the picture, if you see it on Twitter, is plated for effect. That's not even all the scallion pancake, right? I plated it, and then I had another... That looked like a very reasonable quantity. Yes. What what you miss is there was another plate in the kitchen with the remainder of the pot stickers and the pancakes that I just brought into the kitchen or out of the kitchen and ate those two. Um, Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, I so, made those also. <laughs> yeah, they were great, right? Yeah, no, they were delicious. The only, the only weird thing you need for the scallion pancakes is chilled club soda. Oh yeah, everything else I had. Everything, everything else, else I had. Else I, had, had I, I actually I just did went and bought not have chili oil. So I think the reason oh, that, I I, that the, my sauce was different is because I was like, I don't have chili oil. And also there are people in my house who will not eat yeah. anything with any level of spice, right? So I separated out all the dip for everybody. And then I put shit. I can't remember the name of the actual sauce. Now it's just cock sauce in my head, which is not what I should call it right now, but I'm not editing this show. Sriracha. Thank you. Sriracha is... Oh, fuck. Anyway. Um. Folks, you see why sometimes we do edit the show? It's these moments. Um, Sriracha. Sriracha. So I just put some Sriracha in that sauce and then I stirred it around, but because it was Sriracha and not oil, it just blended in nicely and gave it a little Yeah, you know, I actually probably will do Sriracha next time instead of just because it's easier. It was like the oil was actually the oil was actually a little work to get it emulsified. Yeah, yeah, the Sriracha was super duper easy peasy. I am making another Bon Appetit recipe um, next week. Oh, what are you making next week? I found these um, uh, slow cooked uh, in the oven. I don't want to say slow cooked. 
They are chicken wings, uh-huh. turmeric and pepper. Ooh. Mm. Chicken wings. Wow. Me and turmeric have a sordid history um, where I'm always a little bit leery of it as a primary flavor. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to test drive it with the. I'm going to test drive it with the with the recipe that um, Bon Appetit has because I'm trusting them in all things. Right. I know now. they're very good at but, it. But. <laughs> Really what I'm interested in is the technique is for cooking these wings to make them crispy is that you start them in a cold oven. Interesting. You let the temperature go up and it rends the fat slowly instead of like blasting it like into a hot oven. So I want to see if I can make these wings crispy um, following their recipe because if that's the case, then what I'm going to do is I'll just put whatever rub I want. Yes. On the next batch, right? So whether I want to do some sort of barbecue dry rub or um, some sort of um, five spice Asian inspired rub, which is probably what I would want to do. Um, like then I'll try those, but I'm going to try it right out of the, I'm going to try it right off the the page uh, and see how it goes. So I made the triple threat onion galette again. Um, also, which I've already talked about that, that thing is so good. And, but I was thinking as I ate it last night that like, we're enough into spring now that we're starting to get a lot of really nice fresh fruits and that, um, I may make an actual dessert galette, like a more traditional galette. Um, if there's peaches, that would be oof, so good. But, um, so I might just make that crust. And then fill it up with berries and stuff because it's like, it's so tender. It's so flaky. It's so amazing. And it's oof, good. I got one word to take that onion galette mm-hmm. from amazing mm-hmm. to epic. I think I know what you're going to say. Disagree, Bacon. though. Disagree. <laughs> Bacon. Disagree. Just cook up some bacon. No. Chop it up. Mm. Put it in with the with the onions. So, Actually, I don't know. Right, wait, no, no, no. Wait, 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 so, I'm backing up. Yeah, Hang on. Back. Wait, 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 no, but, but it's such listen. an interesting umami flavor. Okay, but listen to me. It's got just mustard listen. on it. Okay, it doesn't matter. Bacon <laughs> works with everything. But listen, here's here's where we go. I'm gonna I, I cook the bacon uh-huh. in a pan, uh-huh. which I don't normally do. Sure. But I'll cook bacon in the pan. Okay. Then caramelize the onions right in, in the, the bacon, bacon fat. fat. Sure. Right. And then crumble up the bacon, put in the caramelized bacon onions, crumbled bacon, put that on top, put the scallions on top, bake that bad boy up. Mm, that is, that you are, you are, you have landed. No, I don't. Bring your passport because you are landing in flavor country and will need to go to customs. Yeah. You know that I'm not going to make it like that because I won't eat it like that, right? I know you won't. <laughs> you can. Man, but now, my sh- but now I'm thinking about it. My shoulder is peeling. I will say, so the thing about the galette, and this is true about galettes in general, and this is the thing that I have learned from making this galette. I had heard it before, but now I know it firsthand. And that is, you cannot use a pre-purchased pie crust and then try to make a galette out of it. It depends in all ways on the amazing perfection of the crust, because so much of the dish is the crust, so you you have to make the crust. You just gotta. Anyway, we should wrap up the show. We should indeed. So uh, normally, in order to do that, you tell us about another show I on the Mr. Mark Network. 
I can always make one up. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. I don't remember what I did last time because I didn't listen to the show again last time. Whatever. So I'm going to tell you that on Zhang Hu Hustle, you could have been sharing in their epic watch party of Kung Fu Panda this very night. And that would obviously be the best Kung Fu Panda (laughs) watch party or the best Zhang Hu Hustle watch party. Um, pretty fantastic. Until they do Jim Cotta. Well, they, so they're doing a bunch of watch parties right now because they are also in sort of a holding pattern spoon-wise, but their watch parties are super cool on Twitter and you should check them out. Yes. That's what I'll that say about that. sounds good. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com and Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information for when we're doing real shows again? Yeah, you know what? We normally, when we're not chit-chatting with each other, uh, we normally source our show from topics that uh, you want to hear about. So we still need those. Um, much like my pantry, we are stockpiling. Uh, <laughs> we are stockpiling things right now. So um, feel free to send us topics, questions, uh, things you want to hear us talk about, etc. I will eventually. Um, much like most of my cooking, whip it up mm-hmm. into something delicious. Or fold it um, in. Yeah. So uh, do that. Send us uh, your topics. We'd love to, um, when we get back into the full swing of things, we'd love to just keep doing what we do best, which is talking about the things that you love. And talking about things that you love. If you love what we do here on the Misdirected, here or elsewhere on the mm-hmm. Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Uh, patrons get the... Um, the outtakes from this show, the bonus outtakes from the show, the after show from Mr. Director Mark. Um, you get access to our incredible uh, community on Slack, our Slack room for life, as we like to call it. Um, they are just wonderful humans, and they are pretty much how I'm getting through uh, this pandemic. Um, it's just staying in contact with all of them. Um, that includes our Friday Zoom luncheons which you could take part in includes uh hanging out on the minecraft server uh with all of them and just kind of chatting and sharing life stories and everything um right in the chat room for life so uh big hearts to all of them come join us um if you are able to support the campaign we would love to have you ah can i slip Uh, in a thing really quickly so this is just a note because i know that it's been a little bit confusing there are bonus outtakes from all of these chit chat shows We didn't put the actual outtakes at the end because I didn't edit the show. But we are, in fact, recording more random stuff that is still bonus content that is dropping in the Patreon feed. So um, if you uh, were wondering about that or if you've been missing them, there's more. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, (laughs) indeed. Hey, um, we are still continuing with our If You Listen to Us, You Will Love Us campaign. Um, and, uh, normally I'm just unabashed about this, but, um, I still remain, uh, staunch in my belief that if you listen to us, you will love us. Um, and there is a way you can help other people find us so that they too can listen to us and then love us. Um, and that involves a little thing called Apple Podcasts. Right. You can leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, which is fantastic and sometimes people do cool things like you know talk about us on twitter that's pretty awesome too 
all of these things make me feel really good. Suddenly people have been talking about us on Twitter and it has like made my heart be warm and fuzzy on the inside and reminded me that there's a reason that we keep doing this. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, right. Anyway, thank you so much to everybody who's already left a re- review. Why is that word hard to say tonight? We really, really do actually appreciate them a ton and they do help so much. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. You can leave a review for the show or you can leave a review for episodes. I know that's scary. You don't need to review <laughs> every episode, <laughs> but if you just like a particular episode and want to drop really a little good, love. You can totally do, you that. do that. Yeah, you can do you that. You can totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Say, Senda, uh, you have game week this week. What are you guys playing? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs.